Right, do you want to know who put the kibosh on polygamy? Hello and welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for your news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man who believes the better part of diplomacy involves alcohol, Rob Fisher. With me, as always, is the man whose speeches get far more presidential after each and every pint, Mike Albright. With us until the last drop of beer is the hostess with the mostess, the only non-candidate I might consider voting for via write-in, Emily Landis. And of course, the man whose audio skills are so honed he can get your vote with just a single note, the man far, far too handsome for a straw poll, Jesse Clark. Today is July 22nd, and we're recording episode 59 in Presidential Hops. For more information on any of the segments from today's show, visit our new and improved website at www.blindtigerpodcast.com. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to the show on iTunes. Our podcast is available on Stitcher, and we have just moved our entire catalog of episodes over to SoundCloud as well. We provide news, reviews, and just about anything involving brews. Don't miss out, and subscribe today. This week, we gathered comfortably in our outdoor studio to sip a beer while thanking each and every deity for the break in the heat and humidity. Make our glasses, not our asses, be eternally sweaty. (laughs) But this week, we really came together to collectively drink away the problems of the never-ending election cycle. As 2016 looms far on the horizon, the dog and pony show of the seemingly innumerable presidential campaigns seems to be a constant drone in the background. It is in honor of attempting to suffer the Sisyphusian presidential election cycle that this week's opening question is, if you were going to share a beer with a 2016 presidential candidate, who would it be? What beer would you choose and why? So, Mike, why don't you get us off with your answer? Oh, this was kind of hard, uh, mostly just because I forgot who all was running. Um, and there's actually Everyone. a lot. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> at this point in time. Um, when are you going to cast your uh, vote? Or when are you going to cast your uh, hat into the ring? Oh, when am I going to run? Um, well, when I get to my answer, I'll show you who I think uh, should be uh, much more in the news cycle for uh, for running for president. Okay. Well, I mean, so I was looking at all the candidates, and there's some ones that I, I wouldn't mind, you know, I wouldn't mind having a beer with really any of them, actually. I mean, I'd probably actually want to share a beer bong with Chris Christie. <laughs> I feel like he'd be down for that. You know, he's pretty much in charge of smokestacks and the beach down there in Jersey, so he's probably done a beer bong or two. Uh, there's actually plenty of Oops beers, like beers named Oops, uh, that I could share with Rick Perry. Uh, <laughs> but no, I actually, the, I think the person I'd actually want to share a beer with would be Mr. Crazy himself, Rick Santorum. Uh, I figure, you know, why not? I mean, if you're going to talk to someone that's more of a tightwad and embarrassing than your Uncle Fred at the family reunion, you might as well be doing it with an alcoholic beverage. And, uh, I mean, sure, Santorum was a congressman from PA, and he went to Rob and I's alma mater, actually. He earned an MBA from uh, University of Pitt. He actually was quite the uh, Pennsylvania State University whore. Uh, he got his undergrad at Penn State, MBA at Pitt, and then he went to Dickinson for law. We're so n- proud. Yes, very. <laughs> <laughs> but yet chose not to live here, just own property with the furniture all uh, covered up. Pennsylvania <laughs> still asshole. hasn't had a president, and this guy's around? Jeez. We've had a president. What are you talking about? He lives right down the street. Oh, right, right. <laughs> the worst president uh, ever, yeah. I was just thinking about you how much... good president? Edit that out. Ben, <laughs> Franklin, ben Franklin never got to be president. Therefore, we are owed. We are owed a, an excellent candidate. He's got all money, though, so that's good enough, I guess. 
We have money? He got all money. Ben Franklin. Oh, yeah, he did get all money. You're right. What about he the Benjamins? The lightning bolt. He discovered weather patterns. He slept with a lot of he French whores. He invented mail. He what? That too. <laughs> he invented mail. What? M-A-L- M-A-L. <laughs> How did he invent mail? He started the post office. Oh, did he? Okay. <laughs> like, what? He, he invented the written word. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? He invented breathing. You know the dichotomy between male and female? He first yeah. observed that in France. He was like, what is this dingly thing between my, betwixt my legs? <laughs> is that a freedom bell ring? <laughs> I shall call it male. Apparently there was a crack in that too. But, uh, oh. oh. Uh, but yeah, Santorum, uh, what else did he do? Well, he wrote legislation to uh, teach intelligent design in schools. Uh. And apparently he does not believe in the right to any sort of privacy. Uh, his views on contraception, apparently, you're, you're not allowed any right to privacy. It's, he does not believe that's in the Constitution. So I, love it, I would love to discuss all these things with him over a beer and a simple, you know, what the fuck. And um, the beer we would share would actually, it's not really any beer out there. It'd just be would be a beer of my own devising. I think suffice it to say, it would be a frothy combination of a brown ale and a white IPA. <laughs> <laughs> a brown ale and a what? A white IPA. Oh, and a white IPA. Ooh. Uh, or maybe, maybe like a protein shake, a brown ale and... You don't get it, do you? They make no, looms that are it. edible, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's the first thing she said when I was like, oh, Rick Santorum. She's like, oh, yes, frothy the combination. Frothy mixture yes. of lube and fecal matter. Delicious. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, speaking of delicious. Google has it now that if you Google his name, the news comes up before that. Mm. Oh. Mm. Yeah. oh, yeah. yeah like, you know, oh, you know there's what? some Google programmers somewhere going, I want to change that. I want to change that. Yeah. All right, what did you, what did yeah, you well, first I was thinking maybe a Cigar City beer with Hillary Clinton, but then, um. no. Um, I was thinking then uh, maybe I would share Miller Lite with, I would try to get Mitt Romney involved, um, even though he's a Mormon. Um, beside that point, though, he would drink it because I would argue there's 43% corn adjunct in it. Um, <laughs> um, but then I decided to go with the person who said this recently. <laughs> um, to try to convince this person to run. Um, after the Russian army invaded the na- nation of Georgia, Senator Obama's reaction was one of indecision and moral equivalence, the kind of response that would only encourage Russians Vladimir Putin to invade Ukrainian next. Yes, this person said this in 2008. She predicted this. This was the same person who, when uh, was asked, you've cited Alaska's proximity to Russia as part of your foreign <sighs> policy experience. What do you mean by that? Alaska has a very narrow maritime border between a foreign country and Russia. Wait, and is she, she goes, running again? No, but I'm hoping she oh. does. And so I'm drinking this beer for her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because she's so, on, she's so worried about how she's so concerned about Putin expanding his empire that a Russian imperial stout, I'm sure, would just push mm-hmm. her over the edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and But then at the end, she probably wouldn't drink it because she would fear that she would become less patriotic or communist in the process. Process, but I would really love to see her run, and that's why I would choose any Russian imperial style with yeah. Sarah Palin. Maybe Bristol should run. Maybe oh. maybe Bristol's up for it. Good good answer, Jesse. I Thanks. approve. Yeah, no, she's pregnant again. I think she's she's not up for it. <laughs> well, she's not thirty five either. Huh. You need to be thirty five or older. That's why you're my who qualifies. <laughs> this girl after thirty. Well, after September second, which is legit. I'm 35. Yeah, you're totally thirty-five. Legit. All right. You're the only viable candidate oh, at man. this table. I've For got, another couple months. <laughs> I got two mosquito bites on my feet. I'm gonna go put socks on. I actually wore pants to, to prevent that from happening. Can I so, use your uh, Wi-Fi? Oh yeah. 
I just want to look up one web page. Um. Sure. Personal hotspot. Passwords. Hey, fucking Dave hasn't contacted us about dropping off the coffee, but he should be around. Okay. Yeah, he said. Well, he said about eight, right? He'd be down here. Yeah. It's about eight. <gasps> I didn't bring my purse with money. What do you mean money? Forty dollars yeah. for. Okay, I've only had. What's happening right now? I only uh, had twenty. I'll loan you twenty. Was that what okay. that text was? Otherwise, I'd have to run home really quick. Oh, I didn't get a text. Well, Emily, no, not yet. You but can't, you can't. He said that he would be around, like tonight. So I'm anticipating a text. Well, have him come okay. here, and we can. Back up. Nice. As well. So Emily, your answer for what president and what beer? Oh, my answer again. I didn't get the question in advance, so my my answer isn't as uh, well thought out as the rest of yours. Uh, but of course, I would choose Hillary. Uh, because she is a uh, badass grandmother uh, with a great sense of humor. Uh, but Dan Ramirez, our mutual friend, recently was at an event and he got her to sing. Uh, he said it was like midnight. She had been on the road since early morning. And he says she had a really cool deme demeanor. I wanted to join her table. She was just hanging out. He said also everyone always talks about her appearance. Uh, but damn, she looks great, and this was at midnight after a long day. So Hillary, relaxed, fabulous, sipping beer. You know, I, I I feel like I have so many questions to ask her. She would be a cool aunt that I would want in my life. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Aunt, so uh, not Bernie grandmother. Sanders or, or, or Hillary Clinton? The S or the HC? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm in the Hillary camp, Why is camp that? for sure. Uh, because I'd rather have a beer with her. Good answer. Good answer. So for me, my original thought was that I'd sit down to a beer with Donald Trump just yes. for the explicit reason of punching him so hard in his that his signature comb-over would float gracefully to the floor because he's a giant asshole. While such an action would be so intensely gratifying on a physical level, I'm left feeling like it would ultimately be a missed opportunity. Instead, I had to seriously ponder with whom I would want to share a beer with for the sake of politics the answer would be none other than vermin supreme anyone anyone vermin Ber no, who is that bueller well for those of you not in the know vermin love supreme isn't a dark horse candidate no he is a wizard candidate he has run in every presidential election since 2004 and his signature look includes wearing a boot for a hat and carrying a large toothbrush with him everywhere he goes Previous platforms of his have been passing a law that would require everyone to brush their teeth daily, zombie apocalypse awareness, and if elected, everyone would get a pony. The man looks like a wizard, a lovable Gandalf or Dumbledore, so we'd of course be drinking shorts bourbon barrel-aged wizard barley, line, barley wine. Blah. Mm. This al delicious 11.8% barley wine from Michigan would quickly loosen lips and enhance our tomfoolery as we use this beer in a potential gathering. Who's got the bigger staff at the end of the night wins. Oh, God, really? So <laughs> doing that with 11.8% beer means we'd probably be dead. But yes, he's apparently a uh, performance actor who is uh, sat uh, satirically running for president every election. He goes to uh, third-party debates because they let him in, and uh, he basically says outrageously hilarious and crazy shit. And uh, I, for one, love the idea of Vermin Love Supreme saying maybe these presidential uh, runnings shouldn't be taken quite so seriously. So, 
I'm a big fan. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sound of that pony. You could dress it up like a dinosaur. That's what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> Chicken in every pot, car in every garage, pony in every backyard. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> That's a weird. Yeah, he's weird. You should totally look him up. His Wikipedia page is hilarious, and his pictures are priceless. He really is a crazy, crazy, hilarious dude. So with that, let's move on to a little beer news. Beer news. So, Mike, I think you're going to kick us, kick us off with some local news. Local news. All right. Local news. Wise Markets deny liquor transfer. So, Wise Markets have been steadily adding beer cafes to its stores throughout the region. Uh, Lidditz has one, as does the Wise Markets on Fruitville Pike. At a location just outside the city of Lebanon, a Wise Markets requested that a liquor license be transferred from a restaurant to its store in order to prepare it for it to become the next beer cafe location. It was denied, however, after the North Lebanon Township Board of Supervisors decided to take up the vote at its previous meeting. Since the license request was a transfer and not a newly created one, the Township Supervisors got the final say and decided to veto the request after voicing their own reservations and hearing from the community, all of which were not in favor. One supervisor voted in favor of the transfer, so basically it was a two-to-one vote. Uh, despite protestations that all beer cafe employees would be RAMP certified, that's something I believe Rob knows quite a lot about. I'm certified. And that Wise Markets has a self-imposed two-beer limit for each dine-in customer per visit. Many residents voiced concern over the possibility of drunk driving. Despite the fact that I li- would like to point out that the two-beer beer minimum is much more stringent than any bar will offer you. Uh, but the township seems bent on curbing drinking wherever possible within its borders. Uh, so wise markets can appeal the decision. Oh, really? Well, good for them. Yeah, I guess they can't like reapply, but they can appeal this decision. So I don't know what process or who the appeal goes to necessarily, but I guess there's this li- uh, license up for transfer, but they weren't allowed it. And it doesn't sound like anybody on the board is really in any hurry to give it to anybody, actually, uh, because they think that uh, drinking is too much of a problem in North Lebanon Township anyway. That okay. is a fair <laughs> stance to make. I just... I don't know. I feel like there are lots of other places with lots of other beers. And so if, if drinking is truly a problem there, that restricting the sales of alcohol isn't going to solve the problem. Um, they should find other ways to address the problem of alcohol abuse um, as opposed to saying that we'll just make it harder for people to get it. Yeah, I agree as well. Also, and the fact that like I understand they might be against it, but it would probably be in their best interest to let Wise have this license because if they have it, it's like like I mentioned, it's going to be a lot better than any bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, they can dine in and have beer, but they're only getting two, and not too many people I think are going to want to dine into a Wise anyway. Um, I've had their food; it's <laughs> shit. Uh, no, it's, someday it's, Albright, someday. <laughs> hey, can we stop by the Wise yeah. Market? I'll take you out to a fancy dinner. <laughs> Put on your top hat and tails. We're going to Wise. Going to Wise. <laughs> uh, so I imagine most of it would be carry out anyway, which you're going home. I mean, I assume. Yeah, I would I would guess. Um, I don't know. That is weird. But that sucks. Um, especially since the Wise here ended up getting a liquor license up in Lidditz, ended up mm-hmm. has one. So they have a, a carry out. And I think it's just something sensible. Lots of other states have this. PA is the one that's bass backwards about this. Um, and I kind of wish that uh, we would start loosening up some of these uh, prohibitive um, legal issues so that we could have uh, more access to beer and more convenient places. As much as I like the idea of having specialty shops that serve just craft beer in large quantities and opening up stuff will probably dim selection for the average person, it'd be really nice to be able to pick up beer while at the grocery store. Like, really amazingly, conveniently nice to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And speaking of more roadblocks, a uh, little other local news is Wawa was denied attempts to sell beer conveniently. So supermarkets are trying to get into the beer game, as are convenience stores. And much like Sheets in the western part of the state, Delaware County-based Wawa is slowly trying to get approved to sell up to two six-packs, God forbid, in its stores. <laughs> the motion for approval was due Tuesday the 21st, just yesterday, but at the last minute it was tabled and until at least two weeks from now, or two weeks from then. Um, so they're not going to take it up for another two weeks or so. Wawa was looking to have a location in the Chad's Ford area approved for beer sale as part of a pilot program that could see the rest of their stores sell beer as well. Convenience stores, much like supermarkets, must acquire a restaurant-style license, and must have a, which means they must have a minimum amount of square footage, uh, 400 foot, I believe, square foot, and seating for no less than 30 customers. Uh, Wawa has locations in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Maryland, Delaware, Virginia, and inexplicably Florida. That's <laughs> <laughs> a little weird. A little bit. Well, the Yingling is in Pennsylvania and Florida for brewing distribution plants. But at least they have a factory in Florida. So yeah, that makes right. sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm surprised. I, th- I feel like Wawa probably has a better chance because they do have such a large presence of being able to have that. I think the difficulty is having seating for 30 people. A lot of the Wawa stores, you know, that's a huge chunk of real estate to have yeah. to cut out for just, you know, to have that beer. Yeah, I agree. I don't know, like, what all, like, can they include outdoor seating for that? Because I know, like, the sheets and whatnot have been throwing out, like, little tables and yeah, and what all actually is within the letter of the law. But a lot of these, I mean, these convenience stores are getting huge to the point where they are kind of becoming restaurants in and of themselves. Well, you got Giant to Go, which is basically a small supermarket, you know? Right. So, I, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I hope that this vote goes well, because I would love that to be the entryway. I think a lot of places that have been building new stuff, like the Giant to Go Up on Oregon Pike, has a walk-in freezer that looks, it's for larger quantity soda purchases, mm-hmm. and I think it's pretty much designed for when we're allowed to sell beer, that's where they're going to put it. It's back mm-hmm. and around the corner, and that'd be awesome. It'd be awesome to pump some gas, grab a case, and be on your way. Yeah, go into the beer back. cave. That, I think there's yeah. potential for a pretty rad niche market. If you're considering they have to, you know, keep people there, 30, 30 people filling filling seats, why not make, like, cool cocktails? Like, uh, you know, mix the Sour Patch Kids with the beer. Oh, God. You know, blend some of the, uh, the, the you day, know. The day-old donuts, just throw them in there. Yeah. <laughs> Your trail mix could be, uh, you know, offered gratis on little little bowls on the tables. Uh, you know, just... Just kind of go nuts with whatever sunflower seeds, you know, just spit them on the ground. That could be kind of their scene. So is Wawa the one that's often paired with Subway? Because I've seen a lot of gas stations no. like that who have... No? Because I know... Wawa has like their own sort of MTO. Yeah. Okay. It's good, but incredibly expensive. They also don't put prices on anything, so beware. Oh, They have this menu with all this nice wow. stuff, and you're like, oh, cool, yeah, I'll add all this shit. And they $15. don't they don't say a price on anything. Even when they print out the receipt, you have to take it up front before you realize what your total is. Sheets is kind of the same way. Wah the wah. Yeah. They at least wah, tell wah. you that extra cheese and <laughs> wah, extra wah, wah. cost more. Yeah. Wah, 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 wah. the wah. Well, let's move to some more upbeat news, some regional news. So uh, Terrapin releases Liquid Lunch PB&J. So this is a quick news item, almost specifically designed to impress Emily Landis, <laughs> who, as Go I recall... On. Was a big fan of Springhouse's PB&J Stout. Mm, still am, Lil Grissom, yes indeed. So, uh, apparently Terrapin is apparent is coming is releasing this beer, uh, and then we get Terrapin beer around here. So they were having liquid lunch PB and jelly porter. 
Ooh. as a change up. So uh, from the label, mm. it's uh, cut cut off the crust and unwrap the flavor of this fruit centric beer, handcrafted using real raspberries. Liquid lunch, peanut butter and jelly porter combines all the elements of a familiar lunchtime snack. So it's uh, using two row pale malts, uh, Kara Pilsner malts, malted wheat, Crystal 85, Crystal 120, and chocolate malt, chocolate wheat, and black malt. It's oh. using, yeah, a lot of waltz because you got to get mm. that bread. It's a hell of a porter, yeah. Bread and uh, peanut butter flavor in there. Uh, it's using U.S. Golding hops, and it's using ra- pure raspberry puree and peanut butter essence to get that peanut butter and jelly flavor. Peanut butter essence. That's the key. It can't be chalky. Like, I've tried a, a number of beers that involve peanut butter. And it's just not hitting the mark. It's not like the creamy peanut butter that you want it to be. Yeah. That's what's so great about Sweet Baby Jesus. Mm, yeah, Sweet Baby Jesus is a fantastic beer. Yeah. They work in the peanut butter just so. So uh, I don't like Sweet Baby Jesus. <gasps> blasphemy. I'm a little yeah, that is, agnostic that is to it. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, so this is going to be 7.7% uh, ABV, uh, 30 IBUs, and it's going to be on draft and available in 22-ounce bottles. So it's going to be uh, shipping to Terrapin's full distribution network through the month of July. So we should see it around here at some point, Mm. which I am curious to try it. Doesn't sound like an August beer. I'm curious about the timing on that one. Seasonal creep. We're getting our winter beers out already. (laughs) My God. Really, really early. Uh, So in other regional news, uh, Sweetwater Brewing is actually distributing to Pennsylvania. Excellent. So uh, Sweetwater uh, ended up hitting up uh, some new distribution deals for New Jersey and Pennsylvania. And uh, we haven't had them uh, up this way before. They're actually out of Atlanta, Georgia. And one of the things I've always thought was interesting about Sweetwater is they do bottle conditioning. Hmm. Um, They do a uh, kind of a weird process where instead of filtering out their beer, they... uh, um, and they actually have a strict set of how the beer is uh, cooled and then heated and cooled in order to uh, have the yeast uh, bottle condition the carbonation in there and have it come out perfect every time. So um, several months ago, we reported on um, a cool infographic where they explain the exact process of how they bottle condition each and every bottle to make sure that when you pop that top, you're not getting uh, bottle rockets as I keep brewing somehow or under carbonation which has also come up uh, a couple of times we've all been there so apparently they're releasing to new jersey in september and they're coming to pennsylvania in november um so obviously pennsylvania is split up by region so i'm not sure if necessarily lancaster is going to necessarily have that but they did say they were shipping to philadelphia for sure um and usually a lot of what philly gets we get so hopefully we get to start seeing sweet water around here so hmm. that's actually pretty cool intriguing that would be nice yeah, yeah. Um, so with that, we can move on to a couple of, well, one quick national news item. Uh, so Oscar Blues just recently had their second annual burning can in North Carolina last weekend. So the reason I wanted to bring this up is this is actually pretty hilarious, but uh, Oscar Blues, they are known for their beer. They're known for their uh, bike shop slash burrito shop slash brewery or brew pub. Um, so they're kind of all over the map, but apparently um, they, in Brevard, North Carolina, have a burning can craft beer and a music festival. Um, so apparently they have uh, several um, musical acts come to um, Reeb Ranch, which is just eight miles from Oscar Blues Brewery in, in Brevard, North Carolina, um, and they have them come and they spend... Uh, uh, 50 
plus of the best canning breweries with uh, outdoor festival and national touring bands all come together. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Apparently, um, they basically just have bands and beer and a hell of a good time. And since that's not too, too far away, I'm like, maybe next year, instead of going to Burning Man, we <laughs> oh. also take a trip down to Burning Can, because that sounds pretty fucking amazing. Yeah. yeah, last time we were at Burning Man. What? We never went to Burning Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying that we've ever been to Burning Man. I'm just saying that perhaps uh, something a bit more less drug-addled and more beer-addled would be uh, Burning Can as a nice alternative. We're in. We're in. Well, Jesse's speaking in. Po- speaking of politicians, wasn't there some politician that said he was at Burning Man? I thought there was a quote about that. Anyone remember that? Oh, it was Bernie Sanders. He yeah, was having a yeah, good day. No, it was someone I thought. <laughs> oh, I forget it. Was it the Veep? <laughs> no, it was a real... I could see Joe Biden having a hell yeah. of a time at Burning Man. That would be... <laughs> no, no, I thought it was a presidential candidate who it was months ago, or someone, I'm sorry. Wait, wasn't it Bernie Sanders? Well, and... this year it could be you. Okay, thanks. <laughs> thanks, Emily. Ah, former U.S. Congressman and presidential candidate Dennis Kucinich joined the parades of celebrities and quasi-celebrities who made it to the Nevada desert for Burning Man this year. I was right. But someone someone. apparently forgot. Someone. (laughs) Someone said. You were right. It was a presidential candidate. It was... I love the quote here the from uh, NewYorkMag.com. But somebody apparently forgot to tell him that on the playa, you're allowed to let your freak flag fly. So apparently he didn't get all crazy. Was but, he wearing um, a suit in the desert? Yeah, Dennis Kucinich keynotes 2015 Burning Man Global. So he was the keynote speaker there. They have a keynote speaker? I don't know if I'm into this anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's gotten too it's mainstream. <laughs> it's I hope Burning Can isn't so uh, hoity-toity. <laughs> So I have also a quick bit of international news. Apparently, Firestone Walker and Duvel are combining forces with Inside the USA. So apparently an agreement signed earlier this month, Firestone Walker Brewing Company and Duvel Morgat Mortgat will combine their two companies in the United States. Um, So apparently the Firestone Walker will continue to operate independently, but uh, they're apparently merging with Duvel in order to uh, combine... Uh, the both scope, scope of uh, distribution. So Duvel gets, I guess, somewhat better distribution from Firestone Walker, but Firestone Walker also gets Duvel's giant national um, that could be good. distribution yeah. profile. So, uh, Two yeah. great breweries. Mm. I don't think of them as having huge distribution swaths. I think of them more as having great beer. And having carved out really great brands. So the joint founders of Firestone Walker said, quote, The Firestone Walker and Duvel families have combined forces to broaden their capacity and scope as brewers. Long admirers of each other's beers, culture, and breweries, the two teams saw the perfect fit for an alliance. The partnership will allow Firestone Walker to develop her capacity across the U.S. in a conservative and thoughtful way by consummating a lifelong tie with this family-owned international craft brewer, who continue their commitment to participating in the American craft revolution. So that's cool. It sounds like the owners were actually pretty close and friends with each other, and they basically said, why don't we just stop dicking around with this mm. and join forces so we can benefit? So if it means more Firestone Walker beer, and it means more of it everywhere, that sounds like a pretty good pairing. Let's go back to nice. a word you used, consummating their relationship. <laughs> that was a direct this, quote from This just owners, sounds so. like a whole orgy of really good beer coming at us. I would right totally, in our mouths. totally yes. drink a collab <laughs> between those two breweries. Oral consummation. 
a Wookie Jack Belgian quad collab would sound yeah. awesome to me. Oh my gosh. Sounds Yeah, amazing. here's to uh, swapping beer across the pond. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> so let's talk, Emily, if you would. Emily recently was selected <laughs> by none other than Wacker Brewing Company to uh, brew her own beer for Wacker's um, Women's Appreciation Effort. What was the actual mm-hmm. name of the event that you were? Brewster of? for a day. Brewster yes. for a day. Brewster and that is was their... a, a not commonly known term for female brewer. Oh, nice. A Brewster? A Brewster. Brewster. Punky Brewster. Yeah. yeah. She brewed beer. Which didn't know that. Which one out over Brewbies, which is copyrighted. I do like uh, Brewbies. God damn it. Uh, it also one out over Yeast Affection, which was Mike's <laughs> yeah. idea. <laughs> Brubet is also hilarious. <laughs> yeah. uh, a little awkward, but yeah. Awesome. So um, thankfully, I think uh, Mike and I got to sample your beer. But would you tell us about the process and, and what you went through and uh, the experience at large? Because oh, I think sure. uh, women in brewing, or I think there's more women in brewing that we know because uh, I think they don't get the praise and love that they deserve. Huh. Well, I had a blast brewing on a larger system. Uh, I think that equipment is always an intimidation factor for any brewer. Uh, so for me, it was going from a five-gallon batch to a half-barrel system, a little under 15 gallons. So it was the most beer that I had ever made before, but really you're just multiplying your ingredients times three. Um and uh, I, I chose a lemongrass IPA recipe uh, that was very hoppy. You know, it was coming out uh, in the middle of summer, so I really wanted uh, something that would profile um, like citrus flavors and include herbs, which I love adding to beers. So um, you don't see too many lemongrass beers out there. They're no. there, uh, but they're delightful, and I had had some success with that in the past. Um, so just putting together a, bra- a grain bill and... Um, you know, hopping regimen. Uh, it had some Sriracha Ace hops in it, as well as a lot of Simcoe uh, with Magnum hops for the main boil. Um, and it came out very well, I thought. I was very nervous beforehand. <laughs> you know, of course, there's the uh, three weeks of waiting uh, mm-hmm. and and then the great, great reveal. And you're like, uh-oh, this is coming out of a professional brewery's tap. Uh, so as the day drew near, I became increasingly anxious uh, and when I finally drank it, I was just completely relieved. It's like, it's good. I've a good beer. <laughs> and I got great feedback, actually, from the ladies that, that took the class. Uh, there were about 30 women. Uh, the event sold out. There was huge response. Um, everybody there was there for four hours. They heard from Carol Stout from Stout's Brewery. Uh, they heard from Amber DeGrace, uh, who writes the LMP beer column. And we hung out. You know, we tasted beers. We brewed. Um, and we learned, and, uh, and they were they were all very chill. So we've had a couple happy hours since then, and I think there's going to be a lot of uh, women in brewing happy hours. About about a third said yes, we will brew, but most of them were like, we're just going to keep on drinking. <laughs> well, I felt that maybe 30 people was a bit too small. I mean, I know Wacker doesn't necessarily have a space for like 200 people to be crammed down there, but I. I I didn't think finding 30 women interested <laughs> in craft beer was going to be hard. You know, you go to a typical bar and women are drinking craft beer as much as oh, men, yeah. for sure. And uh, 
you know, I, I can imagine that women would be into home brewing for as health much as reasons, men. of course. That's why I drink beer. <laughs> Skin, yes. Hey, moderate drinkers live longer. So, were the uh, the women there? Were they actually watching you going through the brew? Were you brewing with an audience? Yes. Was that a little bit more intimidating? Yeah, yeah. I had to know my stuff, so I had to be brewing on autopilot while explaining what I was doing out loud to thirty women watching every movement. So we started with the mashing. Um, so we had crushed most of the grain, uh, but did some of the crushing on site. Oh, yeah. um, and then we poured in all the crushed bra- grain into the mash tun um, and then just put in all of the hot water and stirred it up uh, with the paddle. So that was a great way to start. You know, you get lots of good scents, you know, malts mm. rushing at you. You can talk a lot about malts. And uh, everyone's like, great, we're making beer tea. Uh, well it's kind of a big bag when you're homebrewing you can pull out uh, well as you know i mean homebrewing is kind of uh, a lot of activity um but it's broken up in by by long periods of inactivity so it's an excuse for day drinking yes and so the group was like great all right we're done with that so it's 10 30 a.m where's my beer (laughs) So then they could talk about beer, uh, drink more beer, hear about brewing beer, and then they came back downstairs and we um, did more on equipment and transferred the beer over to the boil um, and added the first round of hops. And at that point I circulated uh, sample hops uh, and I had I had them in nugget form, which is always surprising the first time you eat them. Uh, it's so strong. <laughs> like. I said, everyone, everyone should take a nugget and just eat it. Pop it in your mouth. And so everyone did, and they were immediately like, where's the spittoon? <laughs> I thought you guys liked beer. Come on. <laughs> a little dabble, do you? But, you know, you got to taste the ingredients. That's the joy of homebrewing is really sampling and drinking and getting a feel for it as much as uh, you're getting an understanding for the scientific process. So the balance between the two um, was was a really interesting balance to strike. Uh, but they want to do it again in early October. I think the demand is high, and it will yeah. become a regular thing. That's great. I, I, I truly truly like that. I'm a little jealous that boys weren't allowed, because I would have <laughs> come and seen it. Um, but if you're a self-identified woman, you're certainly uh, welcome. That's true. That's true. Just start getting in that mindset. Mike plays video games as a female character. He's, <laughs> he's so already I. he's already got a foot in the door. So I could uh, you know wear a dress and some high heels, <laughs> come down and yeah, and enjoy a beer yeah. with the ladies, with my thick but bushy beard and uh, be like a, yeah, like tootsie. Yeah, exactly. No one will ever suspect that the six four. <laughs> you guys both have enough hair to earn <laughs> brewy status. <laughs> nice. Um, no, I think that's really great. I, I'm gl- I think it's awesome that they're trying to encourage uh, more female brewers because I know that we've spoken in the past about how certain homebrew stores, which will remain unnamed, um, are often disrespectful to women who come in with questions. Hmm. Um, and I think having more women who come in with questions will eventually teach them that, like, hey, women are serious about this. They are, you know, there's no, I mean, there's a talent to brewing, but anybody can do it. And especially starting out in home brewing, it's not particularly hard. It's like baking a cake from a recipe you know you have your oh, ingredients yeah. women can do that well, well you're, you're men right. can do that too <laughs> anybody can do that it's not hard a basic extract kit is pretty easy to get into and also people need to uh just feel like their tastes are legitimate like jesse not liking sweet baby jesus i'm i'm not allowed to say that's insane because you're entitled to your own opinion 
and go with that. Explore that, you know? Dance in a field with that. <laughs> Take a bath in that. That's... That I don't like sweet baby Jesus. Yeah. Take a bath in the fact you know, that you don't like don't. I remember the first time I had it, I'm like, I that. don't like this. <laughs> and I gave it to my neighbor. Well, I used to not like tomatoes, and now I do. Mm. I heard Mike doesn't, still doesn't like tomatoes. Nope. Still doesn't. He likes pasta sauce. He likes ketchup. He likes many things made from yeah. tomatoes, but not tomatoes themselves. You may never like sweet Is baby Jesus, and thing? that's okay. That's a taste. Maybe thing. we should make him some uh, beer brined hot dogs made in sweet baby Jesus, and maybe that'll start uh, Jesse on this path. To yeah, you just have to like you know dip my toes. <laughs> gateway in it sweet first. baby Jesus drugs. <laughs> yeah, <it's> the gateway. <laughs> we'll work him up to actually enjoying the the pure meth of sweet baby Jesus. Oh, we're gonna have to surprise him. Let's get cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, there's food involved. <laughs> beer battered insert. Give Jesus beer. in your mouth right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the body of Christ. <laughs> that got well, real dirty. Well, you're cleared for celiac fast. disease. Throwing <laughs> <laughs> oh. it back to references that the audience won't hear. I like it. Or will I they? like it? Well, that's awesome. I ended up sampling your lemongrass IPA, and it was delicious. Oh, thanks. It really was. I um, really appreciate that. It was a great summer IPA. Um, I thought the it was light and crisp and not, um, you know, leaning towards the imperial side. It was just extremely well balanced, and I loved. I loved the the addition of the lemongrass. It really sort of brought something special to it, as opposed to being a blah IPA. Mm. And um, yeah, I was really really impressed. Um, I know Mike showed up kind of like late at night, knocking <laughs> the door. Who creepy, the hell is that? <laughs> Some beer delivery. And uh, Judy and I had our t- our tastes of it, and it was really good. Um, it's a shame that they weren't. Um, something on tap until after all the ladies got their their little uh, yeah, growlers. Yeah, everyone had to fill their growlers, so they wanted to wait until the last minute. And then I think it went on on Saturday and sold out on Saturday. Yeah. So. That's sexist. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry that they, they paid, paid for money the class. and were there and yada yada. Um, is that was the the mini growlers? Is that what he yeah, was filling? Yeah, they had a half growler. They were awesome. I I love the idea of a half growler because a lot of times, like I still have um, a lady growler. They were uh, adorbs. No, <laughs> Jesse's trying to be an asshole here, and I'm not letting him. A um, single brooby. <laughs> but I kind of love the idea of a half not growler a full set. pumping in. <laughs> Touche. So you could have two growlers for two different yes, flavors. Yes. <laughs> but I like that. I like the idea of a half growler, because I sometimes have a difficulty of drinking like six or seven beers of a full growler, yeah. um, where I think like a three and a half, four beer would be perfect, just the perfect amount. Yeah, you can drink it while it's still fresh. Yeah. Well, especially for an IPA, that's that's kind of critical. Mm. And, you know, so it doesn't go flat four days later and you're like, damn it, I just wasted like four beers that are in this growler because I had to go away for the weekend. Well, I'm so glad you liked it. Like I said, I yeah. was relieved. It's like, oh, thank God it's good. And then I wanted to sing on top of a mountain. <laughs> well, I've been arguing for years that the, uh, the February bunch has the ability several of them probably could be professional grade brewers if they really wanted to and um part of that's probably interest part of that's money part of that is the desire and the will but um ever i feel like every year we go to february i'm just like mother of god like five mm-hmm. of you guys should be brewing professionally because you're doing a lot better than a lot of the stuff out in the market so um i guess that's a backwards compliment of saying Aww. like i feel like you should start your own goddamn brewery yeah. oh, if there's any like uh investors out there that are listening <laughs> that just want to you know drop a cool half million on uh, uh my dinosaur themed brewery <laughs> i'm standing by what be called? <laughs> jurassic beers jurassic <laughs> beers <laughs> da, 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 da. 
My label art would be mm, prehistory inspired. Let's nice. just leave it mm-hmm. leave it at that. <laughs> Neander beer. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, Emily, uh, I'm glad that that was a resounding success for you. Um, I don't know. Are they going to invite you back personally in October to brew again, or are they going to try to mix it up? We'll see. Yeah. I would love to see more... Like, I'm legitimately at an awesome bar and drinking my friend's beer. That yeah. would be awesome. That would be very cool. I mean, that happens with, like, Aaron at Burley Oak, but uh, it mm-hmm. would be even better to have more friends whose beers are actually legitimately on tap. Well, it helps if you, uh, you know, stop by, and if you're not just a friend of the bar, but a friend of the brewer. Oh. Yeah. Should we start a letter-writing campaign and be like, we need more of that Emily Landis brew? I, uh, yeah, letter-writing campaign would be helpful. Mm-hmm. You know, just, you know, bribes. Uh, food offerings. You know, I'm going to sort of pick I a think. line out front until they, they release more. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you, Emily. And thanks for sharing your beer since it was extremely hard to get without having paid money and been a female. Check it in at on Untapped. Oh, what's the name? Lemongrass IPA, Wacker Brewing Company. Oh, <laughs> easy enough. Easy enough. I should look for that. I was like, I want to wait and ask Emily what the beer was called before I check it in. That was dumb. So with that, let's move on to a little beer versus beer presidential edition. Beer versus beer. Mike and Rob select the finest beer to pit in single combat for champion beer. Two beers enter, one beer leaves. So, um, theme for today, obviously, is the presidential uh, candidacies of 2016, and Mike and I decided, as we were coming to Beer versus Beer, that we were going to select beers that were from states where presidents were from. And this is actually a surprisingly difficult, uh, not difficult, but you would think that, oh, we've had so many presidents, it would be easy to find uh, so many beers, and um, the, uh, the answer to that is actually surprisingly difficult. So... Um, Looking at the available options, we're talking things like um, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, uh, Tennessee, Alabama, Michigan, Illinois, uh, Louisiana, Texas, California. But like, there's a huge block of amazing breweries like uh, from Oregon or Colorado. Yeah, nothing Pacific Northwest, nothing really central vermont the amazing breweries of vermont can't be in this category you know that's crazy oh vermont yeah it was from vermont uh uh coolidge silent cow oh really mm-hmm. oh, well, I, I figured i was going to i was thinking about vermont but i thought yeah we just have vermont beers plus we really can't get any around here um but like Maine, maine's not in there you know that would no, be no, great no, Maine. um so yeah it's sort of like yeah it narrows you down to like say california new york uh, Ohio, Pennsylvania, if you really wanted to. I mean, oh, yeah, Calvin, if you really, really wanted to. Arkansas, a lot of Arkansas beer flowing around here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, that's interesting. I think they, I think Wikipedia screwed up their uh, their thing. They have well, I guess Vermont as nobody and New Hampshire as one, and I don't think anybody's from New Hampshire except for Coolidge, so I think they may have selected the wrong state there. Interesting. But, uh, yeah, so it was surprising. Like, thankfully, you know, obviously we're in Pennsylvania, so that makes it really easy. But if you're trying to do this category to, like, Utah or something, New Mexico, you're going to have a hell of a time. So, yeah, uh, this is what we agreed upon. So, uh, Mike, do you want to go first or second? I'll go second. Okay. 
So I went with the uh, the easy choice. I went with uh, California because we've had um, our fair share of presidents from California. Um, and my selection was uh, Staple Lagunitas IPA. We've had a lot mm. of Lagunitas beers, um, but I don't think we've ever gone to the point where like Lagunitas is really popular for just having IPA or you know yeah. a style just and a um, just IPA, a straight wow. IPA. So um, yeah. I didn't want to go with something like sucks because we've done that before so mm-hmm. i just went with lagunitas ipm so i'm going to pass this around so who do we have we had richard milhouse nixon we had ronald hubert reagan <laughs> and hubert is there somebody else from california is his middle name really hubert no i have no idea <laughs> ronald um, oh okay all right let me go through all the californians here I thought Coolidge was from. See, it depends on how you define it. You could do either do where the president was born, yeah. or what, what state he's more no, affiliated with. I went for affiliation, and uh, Hoover's from California, Nixon, uh, and Reagan, and those are the big three. I don't know. Oh, who, so you I think have to choose a beer from that state. Yes, that was the category. It's got to be from that state. Oh, what about Obama? I wanted to choose the White House Honey Ale. The first he's not year Washington, well, Washington D.C. is affiliated with the White House. Yeah, so I'll give you that. <laughs> if you got it, I would accept that. Uh, I brewed it two years ago, and it was a finalist. I had the fourth annual February. <laughs> you tasted it. I'm sure I did. In the past, you're lucky. All of our friends are incredibly liberal. <laughs> oh, do you have a? Yep, I got some. Okay. Um. Mm. Yeah, you're just extremely lucky that you knew your target audience. I feel like you may have gotten a lot of votes because they're such Obama lovers. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to, wait to have the um, Ted Cruz beer. Oh, oh. that was uh, that was in the running for mine. Oh yeah. There's a Ted Cruz beer. <laughs> there will be once he becomes president. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the longest <laughs> IPA. <laughs> It's called uh, Ruthlessly Delicious, and it's a well-rounded, highly drinkable IPA. A bit of caramel malt barley provides the richness that mills out the twangs of the hops. So it's 6.2% uh, ABV, 51.5 IBUs, and uh, it's pretty much sold on tap, 22-ounce, 12-ounce, and 12-ounce, uh, well, 6 or 12-packs. It was introduced in 1995, so this recipe has been around for a while, and uh, its availability is everywhere. So, to bring us back to where we were, since we're a little off topic, uh, we're drinking Lagunitas IPA, which is my choice for the presidential beer. Is there any um, more of that by chance? Yeah. Um, there's a little bit here, and I have a whole other bottle of it if you really want more. Um, so, this is a flagship of Lagunitas. If you hit their swag, one of the uh, links on their website, um, there's a whole category just for Lagunitas IPA stuff. So, this is, bit, this is their first seasonal. Um, coming out in 1995, and it has stuck around to become mainstream, and it is a, a light... Straight out of 95. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it goes way, way back to the time when, like, uh, Vanilla Ice was a thing, um, but it's a nice multi-IPA. Vanilla it's, Ice wasn't even it's very multi. then. Uh, 1995, what, what would be 1995? That would be a big flash in the pan in the mid-90s. It was very, it's very uh, remin- base, reminiscent of, of 95. Is that, nah, that, uh, was, that was even earlier. That was a little earlier. That was, like, 94, 3... 95 was, was that Hootie and the Blowfish That Blue was Fish Alanis territory? Morissette coming yep. out? Mm. No, no, Alanis Morissette was Jagged Little Pill. Well, no, she would have been doing like ironic no. by then. No, no, Jagged Little Pill was 95 because we just had the 20th anniversary mm. of it. Oh, did we? Mm-hmm. All right. All right, I was so, yeah. on that. 
Um, I mean, it's got a nice hop signature to it, but it's definitely much of a maltier one, especially coming from California. Um, it's one of the few IPAs I hope they don't actually uh, upgrade. I mean, they can come out with other IPAs. That's fine. But um, I really like this one. It's, uh, it's a little sweeter. Um, I think it's nicely balanced, and I think it's just a good, solid uh, all-around beer. And uh, for this type of weather where it's, you know, kind of cool for summer, especially after the couple of days we had, I think it's just delicious. So, uh, oh, Mike. Okay. I was going to say top 10 best albums of the year. We have Radiohead, The Benz, oh, oh. Oasis, What's the Story, Morning Glory, Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy, and The oh. Infinite oh, Sadness. Okay. Very good. Pulp, Different Class. Yeah. Anybody? I have I'm no idea. idea. Um, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill, Bjork. Uh, post. Yeah, that was a good album. GZA, Liquid Swords. That was a good year. Pavement, Wowie Zowie. Hmm. PJ Harvey, To Bring You My Love, and Blur, The Great Escape. Hmm. Blur, our shite. Blur, our shite. Oh, Zombie came out that year. Ah, oh, nice. Zombie. Zombie. The Cranberries? Yes, The Cranberries. Oh. Waterfalls. Oh, <laughs> don't stay close when to I come the around. rivers and the lakes you are used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What else? Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, yeah, good year. Uh, so, <clears throat> my choice of president was a man by the name of Chester Allen Arthur. And he, I was spanked by Chester Arthur <laughs> on two high consecutive occasions. But he, yeah, Chester, Chester Arthur, A. Arthur, as he was uh, affectionately known by his friends, uh, probably not one of the most popular presidents. In fact, most people would be hard pressed to uh, even name him or when he was president. Any guesses? Um, no. 1881 to 1885. In fact, he took over. He was never actually officially elected. He uh, took over immediately after poor President Garfield was assassinated by uh, the, the crazed, uh, shoot, what was his name? But anyway, yeah, he, uh, he was actually a big big supporter of Chester A. Arthur. So he actually assassinated Garfield so that Arthur would be president. That's different. And Arthur became president, and it was, you know, the heyday of the 1880s. Not a lot of stuff was really happening. I mean, you know, it's a lot of evolutionary stuff, not really revolutionary. Uh, he was more pro, uh, progressive than people thought he would be. He was a Republican, but he pushed through a lot of different things um, that nobody really cares about. But where was he born? Well, according to his... You know, official bio, it was the town of Fairfield, Vermont. Now, I said I wasn't going to do any Vermont beers, and I haven't, because I believe that Chester A. Arthur was our first Canadian president. Yes, back before Obama, the birthers of the 1880s uh, put forth that Chester A. Arthur was not allowed to be president because he was not actually born in this country. Apparently, his father, who emigrated from Ireland when he was in his 20s, settled in uh, southern Canada, which is now Quebec, uh, met his wife there. They married and they had several children. And in during this time, they made several trips back and forth across the border into Vermont. They moved all around. Apparently, he was a mm-hmm. preacher and he was actually a uh, uh, pro. Uh, ab- he was an abolitionist, so that apparently did not make him very popular even in the town of Vermont back then. So they had to move around a lot. Uh, Chester Arthur had no birth certificate, but he claimed that he was in fact born in Vermont. But no one can ever actually really prove that. And it's not like Chester Arthur really remembers where he was born. So, in a way, I cheated. Therefore, my beer is from the Quebec brewery Du Ducille, and we are going to be having Peche Mortel. I was curious about this when you said, I think I got the beer at the fridge, because I was like, that is not American, you <laughs> son of a bitch. No, it is not. But it means mortal sin in French. It is a heavy stout. Uh, read a little bit about it. Peche Mortel is an intensely black and dense beer with a very pronounced roasted flavor. Fair trade coffee is infused with the brewing process. Uh, so Rob's going to hate me even more. 
<laughs> Coffee? Uh, yes. Uh, beer received a special award during the 2005 popular beer contest held during the Mondial de la Bière in Montreal. So, yeah, I got a little uh, coffee stout here. Where did the bottle opener go? Mm. I was just sucking on a coffee bean. Mm. Ow. I think I cut myself in your bottle opener. It's shaped like a hop. You complain every time you have to use it. It's got these jagged points on the end. Ow. It assumes you know how to use one. <laughs> Dig into skin and pull. It's nine and a half percent. So thank you. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, Janine has been watching this this terrible television show. I mean, not terrible, but like you know. Um, Mindless, I guess, show, and it's called Scandal, and uh, it turns out that the uh, president, who is a good guy, ends up getting elected um, to uh, when he's running. This is the same. There's two bottles. Mm -hmm. Oh, is there? Okay. Oh, great. Um, and uh, but he his uh, advisors end up stealing him the election by rigging voting machines in like Bumblefuck, Ohio, um, to win a couple counties that he needed to win Ohio to win the the uh, election and. Um, after one of the episodes where I was finally catching up with the like insane amount of drama that happens up at this episode, I basically Janine like that would be so awful if like two years into Obama's presidency we found out that he like cheated to win the presidency because what would happen? Like that would be dramatically awful. So like if it turned out that it, Obama really wasn't born in what Hawaii or whatever the hell he was supposed to, and he really was born in Kenya. At this point, what would that do to the American process? Because like, well, you can bring Kenyan beer now. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the question <laughs> is, will we validate like seven years of his presidency and like undo all the things that he did? And like, Biden couldn't step up as president because he didn't get elected either. So, what would actually like, what would actually happen? And I think that it would be such uh, a clusterfuck. I bet Biden would have to take the presidency. But we'll he wasn't elected. Speaker of the you know? House, right? Uh, that's why I said he's next in you line. You think it would skip over the vice president? Uh, you couldn't have a Democrat be in charge because they didn't get elected. No, but it would still be like it would just mean the the pre the, the person who is currently president can't be president anymore. That would go to the vice president. Mm, yeah. No, they wouldn't they, because I, they were elected together. Yeah. Ticket. It would go to the third in charge. The you don't think it would be? But I thought, I thought well, like I, legally, it would go to the vice I president. Legally, but the problem is, is there's no precedent before, and this is sort of like when uh, George Bush won in two thousand. 2000 where he beat Al Gore where like the where Supreme he win, but he well won. he didn't win but he won because well, the Supreme Court said I I think it would have to go to the Supreme Court to decide what the hell happens and Nixon resigned though and yeah Ford but he president. so he resigned but at least he was elected so therefore um, Ford could step up as a I was chosen by the people uh, sort of thing but the problem is Biden at that point would not have been chosen Mitt you Romney and Sarah Palin would have been chosen say, though, so what that, would happen you could say though that Biden was elected as vice president Hmm, that's true. Not if you could say he was elected as vice president. Well, if they're on the same ticket, though. But now I see Rob's point. When, yeah. you vote for, when you vote for Obama, linked. you voted for Biden as vice yes, president. Yes, but if Obama didn't win because they rigged the election, then they Biden are didn't. Just, are just Obama. Biden didn't win. Oh well, I guess I guess in the case if Obama won legitimately, but he wasn't, he was Kenyan. Then yes, Biden would step up. But in the case of like rigging the election to win. Um, then that would be even worse of a of a contest because neither of well, them. Well, I'm would glad have been we decided then. this legally binding. <laughs> <laughs> I was just saying we're that a bunch of beer drinkers. We're a, a few as beers a story and coming up with that was crazy. But enough know. about about so scandal. Let's, uh, let's talk about Mike's beer. Come into Canadian, our constitutional like, would people be podcast. Freaking out about that? No, because he would have been, you know. 
French Canadian, and that's fine. Exactly. We would have accepted a French Canadian. We we would have loved to have a French president or a Canadian president. French Canadian. Yeah, he would just apologize all the time and, you know, yeah. be a very amicable the guy. The French do not apologize. Yeah. <laughs> Canadians this, do. Just, <laughs> oh, yeah, the just Canadians fun, do. try this fun one that okay. I've brought especially from France for you. I insist. <laughs> I promise you, you wouldn't say the French have no word for entrepreneur yeah. like <laughs> George W. Bush did. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Oh, could he write Wait, he said that? Yeah, yeah, he said the French have no word for entrepreneur. Uh, That's good. <laughs> this smells like coffee. The nose on this is oh, incredibly coffee-esque. It's it's strong, like a strong alcoholic. Like it tastes more like a coffee liqueur than coffee beer. Ooh, yeah, there is a yeah, and there's a sweetness. There's a coffee flavor that isn't too bad, and then there is like a nice that alcohol. Isn't too burn. bad, excuse me. Well, I'm not a coffee drinker, so this is a little bit harder for me. What is the ABV on this? Nine point five. Nine point five. Well, that's not so bad for no. And there's a burn that's surprising. A lot yeah. of like I've had a lot of tens and elevens that don't have this burn. It's, but, yeah, it's not refined for sure. But the flavor is actually quite nice. What if, what if GWB came back like a surprise dark horse like candidate? Putin, like Putin, like he did two his two terms. Yeah, now can he come he, back? He could do two non-consecutive terms, and then he'd, it'd be brother versus brother too in the primaries. Mm. This mm. election would have it all. A family feud. Jib, well, come sit two, on my lap. Terms, so he's done. Let That's me give it. you a few tips. Oh, oh so it's two like maximum. Like he couldn't even come back for yeah. another two terms, not yeah, consecutive. After FDR, we we passed the amendment that said it's only two terms. It's, oh, okay, it's but, codified in law. But George Senior could run. Yeah, actually. Yeah, he could run. Poor guy. He's not, oh. he's not falling down. Uh, isn't he in the hospital right now? Yeah, he like fell and hit his head, I think. Or no, he broke a bone in his neck. Or Jesse could w- rant, run. <laughs> Can't hey. talk he tonight. <laughs> we'll be the, the Jesse's blind already tiger. running. Uh, <laughs> Chicken in every pot and a beer in every refrigerator. No, seriously, That's what Jesse, I if Ted Cruz was getting close to, uh, you know, being a legitimate candidate uh, for the presidency, would you run? If if I thought there was any support for me, I would run. Well, you've got my vote. But the most hilarious thing is that <laughs> Ted Cruz would actually be our second Canadian president because he is actually like officially documented from Canada, and he has never actually answered like the people that have been like, so how do you expect to actually be ever be officially nominated? Yeah, I don't understand how well, we... You could be nominated, but if you won the election, they'd be like, well, sorry, you're disqualified because right. you're not a natural-born well, citizen. What, what was hmm. he born? Wasn't, didn't he, wasn't he like... I think he's from Calgary. I thought he had an excuse, like it was like he's probably was it a base or something? Like we don't have it was like a uh, military. I thought, bases I thought it was something like that. It was because like um um what Maverick. What the hell is this? Uh, the last guy? Or he naturalized him maybe because he's naturalized here no, or no, something? No, no, no. He, he, I thought there was some kind of like I was born on a base or I was born on like an embassy or something like that. Or well, he he fucking knows the entrepreneur is a French word. <laughs> oh God. They're bilingual I mean, up there. There's Maybe any... there's more to them. Maybe there's some uh, unknown depths to Ted Cruz. <laughs> no, I think there's less. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's less. Oh, so apparently uh, Senator Ted Cruz, Republican from Texas, was born outside the United States, a fact that he is willingly offered. He says uh, he was born in Canada and has maintained that there are no constitutional barriers that prevent him from running. And so far, the challenges to his candidacy are few and far between. So it would be very interesting if he actually got... 
I what? No, may, there's a constitution. I may there change is a my status to being a Republican just to vote for him in the primary so that if he wins, he gets null and void because he's not a natural-born citizen. And I feel like him saying it's not a constitutional issue... It is a constitutional issue. Yeah, exactly. It's in the constitution. That, that's the opposite of what that means. <laughs> I'm frankly concerned. <laughs> I, I love that excuse. No, it's not in there. <laughs> okay, so apparently, Whatever according to this PolitiFact.com article, they took a look uh, at this issue now that he's announced, formally announced for his presidency. And the, uh, the founding fathers are concise but not really clear. They state, quote, two provisions are obvious. The candidate must be 35 years of age and a resident of the United States for 14 years. The third qualification, he or she must be a, quote, natural born citizen, end quote. So the definition becomes, what does it mean to be a natural born citizen? Most legal experts contend it means someone is a citizen from birth and doesn't have to go through the naturalization process to become a citizen. If that's the definition, Cruz is done. However, and apparently there's a huge number of precedents that set that. Um, However, the Harvard Law Review is arguing that that might not actually be the case. So the question would be if he ran and he won, there would have to be a court case Mm. to decide whether or not natural-born citizen means you are a citizen from birth. Well, that would be an interesting court case given that a lot of other countries consider citizenship uh, according to different definitions. And the United States is unusual in considering it. Uh, defined by place of birth. In fact, it's used as a loophole by a lot of people that come to the United States just so that they can have their children here. Thank so you, baby. they're then citizens. Yeah. Well, so apparently this has come up quite a bit in the past. Um, George Romney, the father of Mitt Romney, ran for president as a Republican in 1968 who was born in Mexico. Mm. Barry Goldwater, the yep. 1964 GOP president nominee, was born in Arizona. Was born in Arizona before it was a state, which is interesting. And neither candidate's campaigns was derailed by the citizen challenges, but obviously neither of them won, which would make it interesting. And then, of course, McCain was born outside the United States, but he was born in uh, the Panama Canal Zone while his father was stationed there, which is technically kind of uh, military bases Mm. are considered American soil. So even though he wasn't in the continental United States, um, it would probably still count legally because it would be U.S. soil. Yeah, so when Mitt Romney, when his father was born in Mexico, that clan that went down there of Mormons went down there because there was they outlawed bigamy. <laughs> and so they yeah. were like, well, we have to go to Mexico so we can marry lots of women. And uh, that's why he was born there. Because <laughs> he was part of that group that followed whatever the role of... Joseph Smith. Yeah. So this oh, is really Mormon interesting. Mormon history is crazy. Um, Just yeah. batshit crazy. While um, McCain was running, Democratic opponents, Obama and then um, Senator Hillary Clinton, co-sponsored a Senate measure to settle McCain's eligibility. They, uh, In April of 2008, they, they tried to pass a resolution that said that John Sidney McCain III is a natural-born citizen under Article 2, Section 1 of the Constitution of the United States. And they it passed um, unanimously. So... It turns out his opponents basically said, we support you so much that we're going to say there is yeah. no question you're a natural-born citizen because you were born in the, in the Panama Canal Zone. So I give a ton of credit to Hillary Clinton and Obama for saying that, like, we want to beat you straight up, not on some sort of, like, bullshit technicality. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, who was born on the Panama Canal? Um, McCain. McCain. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. And yeah. Obama and Hillary uh, supported. Uh, do you want to know who put the kibosh on polygamy? Uh, that'd be Mr. Chester A. Arthur. Whoa, callback. In 1882, he signed the Edm- Edmunds Act into law, making polygamy a federal crime and barring polygamists from public office. <laughs> nice. Bringing it up 
full circle. Well, if we didn't have the uh, natural born citizen law, uh, we would just have to have a hell of a citizenship test. I hear ours is painfully easy. Except most people probably couldn't actually pass it. Right. Not. Oh, you knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Yes, you did. Well, that's where it gets interesting, you know? Like, how much should you really know? Or what, and where the what fuck sort is she now, right? Russia? Eating <laughs> <laughs> raspberries in Russia. She's Passing like, now the test only made her love Russia more. <laughs> she needs a passport to go back home. <laughs> oh, interesting. But I guess um, if I was going to pick a representative from California, I guess I'll go with Ronald Reagan, you know? Reaganomics, they blow. Um, but he had a pretty sweet acting career before the presidency. Yeah. So, Jesse, not that we're judging president v. president, we're judging beer versus beer, but are you going to go with the Reagan beer or the Chester A. Arthur beer? Well, and what are the associated beers again? Uh, it's the Lagunitas IPA and the beer that we're drinking now, Pesh the Mortel. Pesh Mortel, mm. which stands well, for what? Mortal says? Sin. Mortal Sin. The Mortal Sin versus the I've been IPA. watching a lot of 30 Rock lately, and so oh. I have to go with Johnny, Jack Donaghy's favorite president, and that definitely is Ronald oh. Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Did you Trickle see the down. Reaganing episode yet? Which one's that? Reaganing. It's when nothing goes wrong for him, everything's perfect. He's Reaganing. It's Reagan. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember that <laughs> one. No, not yet. Oh, that show Last season, you'll love it. Okay, no, I haven't. I, I, I've I've seen them all at least once, but I'm going through a second or second or third time now. So I've not. So the first couple seasons I've seen three times now, but everything else I think I've seen once. But I'm re- being reminded now. Like I just did, did the episodes where uh, Jack Donaghy is dating Sama Hayek. So he's did mm. that that Spanish uh, impersonations. The Catholicism. That, yeah. Oh yeah. And he, and he like d- d- uh, was uh, confessing, um, b- one uh, claiming he was God in a, de- a deposition. Remember that from that <laughs> movie with Malice. Remember that movie? <laughs> he like threw that in there. I like totally mm. like died. I like fell off the couch. Just like laughing. Like. Who makes a reference to a movie he did like 20 years ago? <laughs> <laughs> Priceless. Yeah. That, anyway. that show is great and highly respected, but it's still not appreciated enough. That show is brilliantly hilarious. You have to yeah. get into the right mindset. Mike fell asleep the other night when I was watching 30 Rock. I just blasted through you probably five watch episodes. it out of well, order, don't you? probably <laughs> up at like yeah. 5 a.m. Yeah, That's does. a problem. You have to watch it sequentially so you get the humor. <laughs> That's it. I heard you do that with the X Files too. You go out of order. You gotta watch it sequentially. Order. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? You start out the first <laughs> season being order? like highly whoa, 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 skeptical whoa, whoa. of Jenna's character, and then by the end of the series, you're like, no, Jenna's the best character. Huge news, guys. The lone gunmen are back for are the they? new are they episodes. Coming They're they? coming back. Really? I was worried about that. Back. You, I was worried. What are you talking like, about? Like, where are they? In the new the new X Files miniseries that they're <gasps> doing. The lone gunmen are back. Whoa. Yeah, that was confirmed today. So good, awesome. good, good, good. I love the lone gunmen. Their when spinoff show was up? terrible, but uh, um, no, it's in production right now, so probably mm. not until next year. Mm-hmm. I want to believe. I totally I want too. to believe. You, yeah, you need to. Um, when you're in the Oval Office, you should have the poster. Like behind if you. If you vote me in, if you get me voted in, I'll have I the want poster. to believe. I want experience. to believe. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I, I, I will have that if you vote me in. Jesse Clark, 2016. You heard it here first. You'll have a beer koozie and a sweet pen set, and then the, the I want to believe poster behind your desk. Totally, <laughs> totally indeed. Awesome. So go, Reagan's go clinching on. that for Lagunitas. Go California. Well done. Well done. So that's uh, two in a row for me. Which means I might be coming back from my very deep deficit to uh, you have some more. somewhat breaking even. <laughs> wow, how does that make you feel, Mike? Uh, what? We, no, <laughs> Mike, Mike he's still the like, lead right now, so it probably Mike, makes Mike him feel won, all right. Like, 18 he's in not a row intimidating. Or no, 
He's not, always not been lead. adequate. You keep saying I'm in the lead, not in the, and I'm still in the lead. I don't think I'm in the lead anymore. No, you've been in the you, uh, totally There adequate. was a while you had a bunch in a row. No, no, no. Stop no. laughing need, and start doing math. Like everything since like the chicken wing episode, you've been in the lead. I won like four in a row. And Rob's probably won like four, four or five or so. This is two. No, this is his second. Is two. Okay. This is his second in like a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Yeah, Jesus. Wow, geez. <laughs> With that, I'm going to wrap this sucker up. I'm just saying you guys should bring better beer. <laughs> Touche. Hey, I brought Pliny like two weeks ago. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Uh, you're well, you're losing beer votes, beer. Jesse. You're and, losing and votes. KBS guy right, gave it. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was totally out of line there. I apologize. My first, uh, I just want to say as a presidential candidate for 2016 that I'm not afraid to apologize when I... Uh, don't put the beer in my mouth. Or You're only put human. In my mouth or it's true. Well, that's it for today's show. I hope you appreciated our presidential uh, v. presidential battle. Uh, Chester A. Arthur versus Ronald Reagan would be an actual very interesting <laughs> <laughs> campaign. Yeah, they I were both be, Republicans. I, mean, <laughs> if that, I feel like that'd be interesting. And I would, I'd be curious to see what modern-day Republicans would actually have to say about whether or not who's the true Republican, Chester yeah. A. Arthur or so That's very true. I mean, 100 years separate them. I mean, Chester A. Arthur, 1881. Yeah, that would be it. Would be a very interesting distinction, especially since uh, Republicans today versus Republicans in Ronald Reagan's day is certainly an interesting thing, uh, as uh, attitudes have shifted quite dramatically, and then Reagan to Nixon have uh, shifted quite dramatically. So Reagan to uh, Chester A. Arthur would be um, unbelievably dramatic, dramatical. Um, but join us next week. Very different. Dramatical hair. versus dramatic. Dramatical. Yeah, I like that word better. That non-word better. Dramatical. <laughs> but join us next week. I believe we are either going to be hitting up the new Springhouse location or potentially looking at the world's largest um, beer can collection. Oh, so yeah. we will have to see which one of those is, is more readily available. Um, but if you're interested in either of those things, definitely check, check it out. So uh, thanks for listening. And of course, keep on drinking Mortal Sin beers. That's today's show. For more information on today's podcast or to subscribe to the show, visit www.blindtigerpodcast.com or look for us on iTunes. Send comments or questions to show at blindtigerpodcast.com. To suggest or request a beer for beer versus beer or to ask a question for Homebrew 101, email show at blindtigerpodcast.com. Thanks for listening and keep drinking. Keep drinking.